You're listening to the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Trella and Trader Andy. All right, let's go. We're back. This is the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. As always, I am Jeff Trella. I'm your host. And with me since birth, my brother from another mother, Trader Andy. Say what's up. What's up, guys? How are we doing today? All right. I am at JTrella20 on Twitter, Andy, AMAC. 22 and J on the Twitter machine as well. Guys, hit us up. You got your your questions about your draft that you're starting. We got your back 100%. 100%. Today, what are we going to do, Andy? Uh, we're going to be focusing on the uh, outfielders and catchers, uh, the ADP guys that are jumping out off the page on us, the guys to avoid, the guys to jump on right away, things like that. Right, right. We're, we're not giving you a top 10 list today. We're looking at players that as we're drafting ourselves that are jumping off the page that we want we want to tell you about whether you're going too high too low somewhere in the middle yeah last last episode our first episode guys you know taking a step back from the bottom of our heart we got to thank you guys big time because the support the love and the feedback that we've got from from the first one Man, you guys are awesome. I, I could feel something big happening, something big happening. The Stack Attack Squad is in full force, and I can only imagine what the future brings for us. I definitely appreciate the family and friends who've been here talking to us for years about starting this, and it took us a little time to get moving, and we're glad that you guys are supporting us 100%. Thank you. Guys, we're in nine states already. Nine states. I've never even left the East Coast in my life. I, I've never left the time zone. I don't even know how to change my watch if I leave the time zone. That's Vegas? awesome. No, you've never been to Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. Why do I have to go to Vegas? You're the biggest gambler I know. Vegas is right here in my bedroom, brother. It wasn't for a long time. Right here in my bedroom. Well, you know, it is what it is. That that that's when twenty for nappy was for, was was a thing. Oh, to call some guy. Oh, we're not. Well, we won't right. get into that. So. Yeah. My mom's going to listen to this, so we're going to stop now. <laughs> so, guys, listen. One of the things that we promised you was full transparency, okay? We're going to tell you exactly what we're doing, the players that we're taking, the players that we're fading, et cetera, et cetera. And we started, uh, you know, I, we, we, we were one pick into uh, what we call the Boner League on the NFBC uh, the last time we were on. We like to do these NFBC 50s where they're, you know, they're, they're 50 rounds for $50. We'd like to do this as kind of a lead up to draft season. There's no better way to learn the player pool than to share a team with one of your boys and go pick by pick through all the way through. It's, it's 50 rounds. These are 12 teams that you could do 15, but these are 12. So it's 600 players. So you're basically covering... You know, the entire player pool for any home league draft that you're doing at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, in January, we're we've this is our second one array, and it's February second right now. And our ADP knowledge is off the charts compared to most. Uh, we it's the, it's just going to help us more in March, that's for sure. Absolutely. So the the last one that w- that we started, the second one, we told you that these these ding dongs gave us Mike Trout with number pick. What four? It was pick four overall, and and you know we told the stack attack squad, eh, we're just going to take Astrubal Cabrera in the second round, just and still still take the shit out, <laughs> right? <laughs> and what happened? They left JD Martinez on the table for us, so 
you know, Cabrera, maybe later. We, we didn't get there that far yet, okay? What else happened in this draft, Andy? Uh, someone, someone thinks that banging on a garbage can is going to stop Jose or Altuve from being a star still. Yeah. And we stole him in the third round. Well, what happened, too? And it, and it was actually after we made that selection. They hired Dusty Baker as, as their manager. And the one thing that Dusty Baker is known for is being old school, not being you know the analytics guy. And he believes in running. So all these Astros that we thought, you know, eh, you know, last year, three stolen bases, six stolen bases, 12. Yeah, guess what? They're going back to what they really believe, and they're going to do what they want to do. So we got an extra probably 12 stolen bases out of Altuve. And then these guys left us Chris Sale in the fourth round. So as they're, you know, whatever. I mean, but the bottom line is, we're, like we said, it's transparency. We get to the, to the first bench round. And what do we do, Andy? What did we do? I want well. First of all, after leaving sale, they actually gave us Machado and Chris Bryant. Oh yeah, you can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. You can't. You can't we're, do that. We're gonna. We're, we're gonna dominate. You're, you're done. Some of the guys that you were mentioning uh, in our first res- reserve rounds were Carter Kaboom, Nikki Magical, which uh, both on both, our team. We both love them. Both on both, our team. We yep. We, we fully faded Luis Robert, like we yep. said we were gonna do. We got our eyes on uh, on on Nico coming down the road a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about him some more today as well. But yeah, we're hoping possibly maybe live on the air today. We're hoping we're on deck. And what are we in round 31, I believe? Yeah, we're going to take one of our other boys. We're going to take one of our other boys. Yeah, and if, so. if it happens live on air, we'll talk about it. Yeah, Otherwise, we'll, we'll fill you in next, next episode about All that. Right, sounds good. All right, cool. So we're going to start off. Nobody wants to talk about catchers up front, right? So we're going to start off talking about outfielders. Most leagues, you're starting five outfielders, you know, and it's 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 generally the deepest position in your draft, you know, at, at least from a numbers perspective, not necessarily a talent perspective, but numbers. You have so many to choose from, um, and you might be filling a utility slot with it as well. So, Andy, who do you want to talk about first? Ah, uh, Victor Robles. Um, you know, he's getting drafted uh, ADP sixty four. It. When you first look at it, you're like, all right, this is a little too high for this young kid. But, I mean, last year he had a solid average, solid year. I think there's more in there. He had a 60 hit tool as a prospect. I think he's going to bat 280 to 300. I think he's going to go 20 to 30, 20, 20, 30, 20 home runs, 30 stolen bases. I feel he has not re- reached his uh, performance yet. He's going to move up on the charts. All right, well. I mean, I'll give you this one thing is he's 22 years old. So everything you said might come true. Okay. And I might kiss a frog and it might turn into a, you know, Shakira, but I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't know that Victor Robles is going to turn into the stud you're talking about. Okay. Here's a couple of things I see. His exit velocity last year was 81 on average. The league average is 87.5. Okay. So he doesn't hit the ball with high exit velocity. His hard hit rate, which is the percentage of contact that was hit hard at an above league average exit velo, 23%. League average is 35. So this is a guy that does not hit the ball hard, which, you know, we love Willie Mays Hayes and all, and this guy's fast. You know, maybe we want him to hit it on the ground and leg it out, right? But I don't see anything in the advanced metrics that say that anything over that 255 is really going to get there you know you saying you're hoping 280 300 it's a possibility but at 22 years old i i don't think it's going to happen right right now for me at the adp you're at 
I want a two seventy five plus average. I think Tommy Pham already gives you that right there at the same spot. Okay, that's my my thought on that. I'm not really a believer in Robles. The bottom line though is if he moves up in the batting order and those steals go up, everything I just said is kind of eh, I might be wrong, right? Yeah, and losing Rendon. Obviously, he has a chance to move up on that lineup. Yeah, what, what do you think is going to happen with that lineup? Because there is speculation that that Robles is going to be at the top of the lineup, one or two or something like that. I, I mean, I still don't, they're trying to figure out who's going to protect Soto. Uh, that's the who's main, one of the best hitters in the league. Yeah, major Easy. problem. You know, Rendon was protecting him behind, him, but they don't really have that type of bat that's going to jump up there. Ron right. Zimmerman's. Do you not think Zimmerman's going to play? He's he's not the answer. Right. He's not right. the answer. Right. So, all right. Well. I I personally I think that the lineup kind of sits better if you put Eaton up top with with, with Trey and Soto and that kind of puts Robles back down to the bottom of the lineup in more of an RBI spot, which might suppress it, it might not suppress but kind of cap those stolen bases at at the twenty eight that he gave you last year. Yeah, but if he's at the top of the order and you're going to get one hundred and ten runs. Just you know, you could at me that I was wrong because I'll be wrong. If yeah. he's at the top of the order, that you're not going to care about the batting average. That is my concern right now because at that point, the the stolen bases and the runs are going to be through the roof. So, who's the next guy you want to talk about? I don't want to talk about this guy at all. Nah. But Luis Robert, we you know we we went in depth. I listen. I didn't shut up on the last pod about Luis Robert because I'm so down on him. Um. But at his ADP, I, I don't know. What do you What do you think? Do you, you see anything there? Uh, it's overvalue. Uh, anything under 100 ADP is too much. It's a reach. It's a risk. I don't want to take a risk on a first couple round guy. Yeah, we saw him go in the sixth round. Like, I don't know. That, that's just that's just too much for me. All right, you know what? To hell with it. We're not even to talk about this guy anymore. We're done. We're done with this. We zero shares. Move on. Yeah, z- zero shares. Peace out. All right. All right. <laughs> We're kind of going in ADP order here with these guys, all right? Uh, the next guy, uh, one of the guys, and thank you thank you very much for those of you that are following us uh, on our podcast. We appreciate that. One of our brand new followers joined the Stack Attack Squad uh, at Brooklyn Way, right? I, I don't know. I didn't know we had followers in Brooklyn. That's pretty cool. But he wanted us to talk about Andrew Benintendi. And I could tell you that this is a player that Trader Andy and I have gone back and forth on for a couple of years, and we keep changing our our, our mind. And 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 I don't know where this is going to go because I used to love him, and then you hate him, and it's kind of changed it around. A, I mean, that's a Guns and Roses song. Yeah, uh, used to love her, but I had to kill her. Hundred <laughs> eighth uh, player overall, 29th outfielder. Uh, he was 2020 and uh, 2017. He's progress, uh, regressed the last two years, and his uh, K rate jumped 7% last year. So I'll let Jeff take on that. Well, well, step one is we're super down on on Louis Robert, right? This guy's being drafted after Louis Robert. In, you know, you know in, going into tw- 2019, I think the problem was this guy bulked up. He put on 25, 25 30 pounds yeah. of straight muscle trying to trying to kill the ball, right? I, I mean, at least it, it sounds like he wasn't banging on a on a garbage can or 
shooting steroids or anything like that because he, he just hit the gym trying to get more home runs, trying to make more money, yeah. right? Which, ironically, we talked about in the, in the last episode. That, that's what we expect Louis Robert to do, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, he's a player that I kind of expect to get 20 homers, maybe 15 steals as, as a baseline. If he could get the batting average up to 280... I, I just think he's a better bet than than Robles, and he's forty picks later than Robles, right? I, I mean, if you screwed up your draft and and you're desperate for the extra stolen bases that that are there, I I just I prefer to have a guy with a higher batting average upside, which is usually a blind spot for most drafters. It's always one of the hardest categories to maximize. He has to show me something. He does have to show something. Yeah. But see, the thing is that. Uh, you know, as we're talking here, the team's talking about trading Mookie Betts, so they have to believe in the players that they have. Like, like they, I, I don't think they're gonna. And, and some of the the offers that I'm hearing are like steaming hot garbage. You know, you're not replacing Mookie Betts with Josh Naylor. You know, I like that kid. I, I like him, I but he's not Mookie Betts. Oh, of course not. He's not. So obviously, the team thinks that that Ben Intendi could take over as the team's best hitter, their 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 superstar. I you know, I I don't know. I don't know. But the bottom line is that that Ben Intendi's he turns twenty six midseason this year. And we always look for that 26, 27, 28 season as a player's breakout. You know? So maybe what we're looking for from Ben Intendi it feels like he's regressing and going the wrong direction right now. But there's hope that it's going in the other direction based on his age, you know, based on the hit tool that he came up with, and the fact that no matter what, there, there's going to be a baseline of stolen bases. Okay? Yep. So next is uh, Justin Upton. He's going uh, about 238 overall. Uh, I feel he's going to be a solid value this year. I actually drafted him twice last year in the same day. And I went home and I was watching ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, and he got hurt that day, and then he absolutely killed me the whole year. Yeah, you, I'm, pissed I'm crying. I'm pissed off about it. But you know that was the first time he's ever played less than like 140 games. He's 140, 150 games every he, single. He was year. hurt the year before too. Played 140, 150 yeah. games through the years. He has 30 home runs in the last four years. Uh, it's it's good. I I'll, I'll take that value at 238. I, Obviously, he's old as hell at 32. <laughs> But, you know, I'll still take a shot on him this year. That yeah, but, but the thing is that what he showed us last year, the average is bad. The stolen base has completely disappeared. And if he's only going to, you know, average 20, 25 home runs, you kind of get there at anywhere, right? No, I think he can hit 30 home runs. And that, that line's a little improved. Definitely. You know, but, Definitely. So 30 home runs, but then you're going to carry a 220 batting average. He's never batted 220 ever. It's going to happen. Not going to happen. It's going to happen. It's there. I'm taking uh, BJ, uh, BJ, Justin Upton, 238 overall. (laughs) Leave BJ alone. All right. Now what I would do is leave BJ, Justin Upton, (laughs) on, on the board and go a couple picks later. And who are we looking at there? We're looking at Nomar... Mazzara, right? I think there's so much more upside to this kid than Upton. Upton's 32 years old. I mean, he's making... Upton makes ridiculous money. 
You know how much he makes? 21 million a year. Uh-huh. 21 this year, 23 next, yeah. 28 the year after that. So he, he's they're going to give him the at-bats. Like, Nomar's like, free agent after next year. Nomar's a free agent yeah. after next yeah. year, and he's 24 years old, not yeah. 32 years old. Yeah. Okay, and and I, I don't have the ADP in front of me, Andy. What do you got for Missouri? Well, it actually went up in the past week. It went from 256 to 248, so people are- I think we did that. Starting to move it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was probably us. <laughs> but change of scenery, I think that's what the kid needed. Uh, he hit 19 home runs or 20 home runs in the past four years. So I think there's another level to that. I think it might come this year. You're going to see 20, 32 home runs maybe. I, I, I agree with that. The thing is, too, he, you just mentioned the uh, you know change of scenery. Guaranteed rate field in Chicago is one of the top 10 hitter parks in the league. And, you know, the, the Rangers stadium is, too. But... They have a new stadium this year, and and the thing is that they they put a retractable roof on the stadium. They it's it's climate controlled, and I I have a feeling that like the hot air in Texas was the reason that it was such a good hitters park, and now that's gone. Like you know it's not there. So who knows? Did 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 you hear Andy that? This stadium almost burned down last month. No, it was no. on fire. I did like, not hear I, that. I, I was looking at it because I, I, you know, I went on, on as we're doing this, trying to look at the the park factors and everything. I find a picture of bellowing smoke. It looks like the smoke coming out of a chimney stack when they pick a new pope. <laughs> it, it almost burned down. The roof was on fire. But I don't know. I I think that he did a good a good thing by moving to Chicago. That was a trade, though. It was a trade. He was traded. Um, I, I think that that's going to help him. I think this is a kid that, you know, you said about the home runs. He, he's He's got like 80 home runs over four years, but it's like 20, 20, 20, 19 or something like that. Exactly. Like something consistent. And he's 24. Like he broke in as a 20-year-old hitting 20 home runs off the bat. You know, the the average is is 260, 250. You know, he's been pretty consistent with that. There's nothing to really show that, that that's going to move up any 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 much at all. But, you know, this is a player that I, I, I just think there's a lot of room for growth. A lot of room for growth. Especially Definitely. the left-handed hitter. I love Definitely. that. Definitely. Love that. And that's a great team to watch. I'm going to enjoy watching the White Sox we this year. We cannot wait. Yeah. We cannot wait. So, moving on to a... <laughs> uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates with uh, Gregory Polanco, who's going around 321 ADP, 79th outfielder taken. Right. What can you say about him? Well, step one is if you're, you know, we like to talk about our home league, the Skadoo League, which is an auction league. Just cross them off there. Cross them off. You got Keith in the league. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keith's a Pirates fan. Keith's a multiple time winner. And he just, he, he, he adds 100% to the price of every Pirate. So, if, if, you know, me and Andy are not going to be touching Polanco much other than maybe some NFBC here and there because he's just not available to us. Okay. Um, the, the ADP, like you said, if, you know, if you are doing something that, that's a, a redraft, he's in the bench rounds. So it, it's, it's free. It's free. It's draft and pray. Nice value. Right, definitely. Nice dart throw. Right. And when you throw that dart, if it misses, you just cut the dude. Peace out, right? You move it on. Yeah. Done with him. He had 23 home runs, 12 stolen bases in uh, 2018. Was really hurt last year. Didn't play much. But Right. And now that's the thing we just mentioned before. We like that 27-year-old season. That was his 27-year-old season, and he basically didn't get it. Yeah. So we're kind of pushing the reset button on him and going at 28. 
right. hoping for the best. You know, we love left-handed hitters with a beautiful swing like that. You know, the, the speed's gone. The speed's gone. I mean, did, did, didn't he? Didn't he steal? 25 bases or something like that a couple years ago I think couple so years. I think he had like 40 plus in the minor leagues like 5 years ago yeah yeah ago, when he so came up he crazy. was he he was like freaking Barry Bonds type type of prospect coming up and he looks like like his swing is not that far off like he he you know Mazar is another one these guys just present themselves in in the left-handed batter's box like superstars you look at them you're like oh I want this guy on my team because they, they look like studs so, so next person we're going to talk about, I want to lead this intro into it uh, because uh, it, it, it comes from one of my teams. Ioannis Cespedes from the Mets, his ADPs, it, it actually went up to 502. Like it's 12,816. It, 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 it went up even higher. Uh, my friend who's a diehard Philly fan has spent his month of January uh, researching this guy. And the only thing I'll say is I, I'm, I don't see it. I, I'm... I'm not a believer anymore. He screwed me too much as a Met fan. I will say he probably is still a better baseball player than he is a boar hunter. So I'll let yeah, you take yeah. Yeah, let's talk, let's start talking about the injuries first. So we got a boar fight, which <laughs> who knows what that means. I have no idea. He got in a boar fight. He hurt his heel. He fell in a hole. Uh, a hip injury and a quad. So what actually works? Well, I his head screwed up too. I know <laughs> most players chase the whores, not the boars. I guess I, I, mean, I don't want to tell you, but I don't trust him. Just put Conforto out there and just or Nimmo or JD Davis. Just get him out of here. I want him off the team. Yeah, really. But he's gonna be here this year. Really, and we'll see. They're they're saying that his bat's gonna be ready. He's not gonna be ready for the field. Well, uh, it's a problem already. Well, listen. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter if he's ready or not because li- li- listen to this. So, after he got his ass beat by a boar, he was kind of forced to renegotiate his contract because they were going to void it. So he renegotiated his contract. So this year he's going to get a six million dollar base, which is like a it's like a four hundred percent pay cut for him. Five million dollars if he's on the opening day roster. Do you think the Mets are going to give him that opening day roster invite? No chance. They're not going to give him $5 million to be on the opening day roster. It's not going to happen. So you can already, as you're looking at this player, you can cross him off in the beginning of the season. It's just not going to happen. Free agent okay. pickup. Yeah. I, depending on your format, if you're in a deep format, he might be available to you as you know, a, a, a draft and hold and, and you know, pray kind of, kind of guy. Or if you have an IL spot and he goes down, I said IL. I've never in my life said IL. I swore DL forever. But I said IL. It happened. Snowflake. It happened. I'm a snowflake, bro. It just happened. Uh, I just turned into a into a snowflake. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a 40, 40 man score sheet league, you obviously want to keep Cespedes over like someone like Aaron Sanchez or something like that. <laughs> some idiot. No, no comment. Some idiot did that. <laughs> Listen, the bottom line: this guy barely played 110 games over three years. None last year, right? Where did you say he's being drafted? 12,000th? Oh, you said that. Something like that, but it's it the same it What's up the up difference? A, went up 100 in a week. It Listen, like- it, if you're in a home league and you're not in New Jersey or New York and he gets drafted, moron! <laughs> but if you're you know, on the West Coast, whatever, and you're going to draft him and you're going to stash, if he plays 100 games, he's going to pay off the ADP. He's going to. You know, that's the thing you have to remember. If you're in a league, and our Skadoo league does not have a bench, 
So if somebody's struggling or whatever, you got to make a pickup. So, and that pickup's coming from the waiver wire. It's not somebody that you drafted that you're invested in. But if you're in a league that has a seven, eight, 10 man bench or a dynasty league like we play in with a 15 man bench, it's worth a dart throw. It's worth the dart throw, right? Because you can reserve him when he's struggling or when he's, you know, fighting boars and whatever. And, and you know, then you take the, that, that, uh, those hundred at bats and whatever you get, you get and you're happy with it. All, All right? right. So, real quick, guys. The stack attack is here for you to make sure you do not draft JT Rimuto. Do not draft him. He's going in 50th overall. Do you realize that you're going to pass on Chris Bryant, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Eloy Jimenez, Machado, Anthony Rizzo for a catcher? Are you crazy? Don't do it, guys. I do not sign off on it. If you draft him in like a, a auction league, sh- sure. Go ahead. Not don't do not draft him in the fifth round, guys. I don't even think you, you should take him in an auction. I don't think you. Sh- I don't think you should. He's going to get ballooned up. It's you're going to pay the price if you if you're in an auction and he goes for twenty eight thirty dollars. It's, it's the same as a third or fourth round pick. Yeah. It all depends where he goes. If he goes early, if he goes late, and you have some extra money, sure. But we're here to tell you not to draft him. Fiftieth overall. And Jeff is going to tell you why. This is painful. This is you're a Philly fan. I'm a Philly fan. And my, my, my and whole JT won me thousands of dollars. Yes, I'm Vandal. Yes, yes. yes. And, and, and Andy took down <laughs> down a GPP a couple of years ago with with, with Ria Multo double dong in that day. One so, percent owned. Yeah, it, it's a little, little painful. But here, here, here's the thing, like. like and we might lose followers out of this. We might lose some. Oh. some no, 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 no. Here's the reason: is because my whole Twitter following is the 2008 Phillies community, and all we do is talk about how JT Realmuto is the best catcher in baseball, which he is. He is definitely, it does definitely not, best. It doesn't work for your fantasy league at all because you're going to screw up your build. That's what it comes down you to. You want to go anywhere from ADP 170 to 220. That's where. You get the value at the catchers. That's where all the guys are going, and that's where you want to be at. Right. You don't want to waste that money. You just keep on plucking away these monster MVP-type candidates that we did in the NFBC. Right. Heard. But here's the thing. If you're in an NL-only league, it's a different story. Uh, it's a different story. Yeah, of course. Of because course. everybody else is just drafting yeah. from, from the toilet at that point. True. So the difference there, that's like being in in in, in a, a 1QB league that's AFC-only. You're taking Pat Mahomes. It's the same thing. Right? You don't take that, Sam Darnold. No. No, 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 no. You're going to get mono yeah, with that, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> so let's skip on JT because we, we know yeah, it, we it, love hurt, him. it hurts the heart, but we got to uh, move on. But we're going to move on to another guy, uh, Salvador Perez. Who Sal Perez is a player that Andy invested in in this Gadouli. He made a trade for him. He actually, you know, we're not going to talk about too much today. We're going to get into a draft strategy I session I a little while ago. I he drafted him because he was kind of punting the season and, and, and rebuilding uh, in our Dynasty League. But this is a player Andy wanted to invest in. And I was like, you're an idiot. Like, you moron. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I wanted nothing to do with this. Like, you're having Tommy John surgery as a catcher. You know, whatever. Oh, I, I, I can't do it. Then I dug deeper. And Andy, the things that you showed me about this guy, pretty impressive. I'll let you take it away. All right. We got uh, four straight years of 20-plus home runs. 
Uh, you know, his average when he first came up was a little better, but he slipped into the there, know, 250, 260 range. There's no consistency with his average. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to get. That, okay. That's step one, okay? Well, especially with that lineup, you don't know if he's going to get pitched to either. Right, that's true. So, that's true. Um, but he is the seventh catcher coming off the board. I fully invested in him. I, I definitely uh, signed off on him. Uh, what else do you see on him? Uh, you know, it, you, here's what you're going to get. Well, you're going to get God only knows for batting average. You're going to get tw- you're going to get 25 home runs and you're going to get 75 RBIs. And the other thing which I hope that you guys do the right thing and this doesn't affect you and you don't benefit from this, but he's going to gain first base eligibility pretty early in the year. Okay? Because like we said, he had Tommy John surgery and you don't want that out of your catcher. Okay? That's a little scary. Here's the thing though that really sold me on him and you know you told me about the consistency with the home runs and the rbis and everything like that and the ceiling is really the floor for him was a top five catcher the floor for him was a top five catcher for a long time in fantasy you know he got injured last year that's always a a huge red flag for me but one of my favorite things you know shout out to fan graphs the steamer projections is one of my favorite things to use and the reason for that is I don't believe in fairy tales. I don't believe in pumping these guys up and they're going to go nuts and everything like that. Steamer is extremely conservative, and they give him 550 at-bats. So if you're going to get 550 at-bats out of Sal Perez and he's going to catch much less than he need, than he previously had been doing because they're going to DH him, they're going to play him at first base, Jesus, they might need him all over the place because it seems horrible. <laughs> but... You're going to get that 25 and 75. And we already told you to favor your moto. If you're getting this guy as your first catcher, bro, you're gold. You're gold, man. It's beautiful. And we've done it twice. Twice. Absolutely. So uh, the next guy that's right around that area is uh, Carson Kelly. A little bit later. A little bit. He's 202. He's the 10th catcher taken overall. Uh, He had his first season in full, uh, full full time that he had you know after getting traded for in the goldschmidt trade so he's number 10 overall so so even if you're in a one catcher league which we really don't play in he's on on your radar he's He's on your radar okay i mean obviously there's a guy who's 11th who i have to bring up who i love compared to all these other guys is omar navarez okay i love him he's 11th i'm gonna take him over carson kelly without even thinking yeah we're we're not gonna break down narvaez but you're just gonna take him take him on your team he's there Batting average. I mean, the kid, kid had 18 home runs in, you know, 400-plus at-bats. You know, he could be an average drain, obviously, but most catchers are. But he's going to be playing in a nice hitter's park. He's going to be in a, a more improved lineup. You know, yep. the Marte Parte. You know, it's going <laughs> to— Oh, it's, we'll talk about him. I know, I know. So, <laughs> uh, that's, that's, uh, that's all I got about All Carson. right, so— so let me give you a little bit more deep analytical numbers on this guy I found. Because he came up, Carson Kelly did not come up with like a huge pedigree. He was never a top prospect or anything like that. He's a middling prospect in their, in their organization. You know, especially from an offensive standpoint, it wasn't expected to be anything special. He's 25 years old. But in 2018, his, his, his exit velo was 81, and he brought that up in 2019 to 89. So he had a 10% increase on his exit velo, and his hard hit rate went from 26 to 40%. So this guy's mashing the ball. So that 18 home runs that you saw is real. It's real. It's there. 
it's projectable. Like there's a chance that he could take another step in the power category. 20 to 30? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 could, it could happen. It could definitely happen. Yeah. If, if he maintains that hard hit rate and exit velo with that launch angle, he's going to get there. He's going to get 25 plus. It's going to happen. You might have to take the hit on, on on batting average, but you know we we just said you know Andy said he's a top ten catcher being drafted, not result, but you know projection is top ten. If he could add ten points to his batting average and give you that power total we just talked about, you're looking at a top five upside player. Nice little dart throw. I like it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I I'm. Now, now the move that I would rather do is to take Perez as your number one, and then consider Narvaez or Carson Kelly as your number two. That is the way to put yourself above your competition, not Real Muto. If you take those two guys or the guy we're going to talk about next, that's the way to separate yourself versus the competition. Let them take Real Muto and Mackie Sasser. Right? <laughs> exactly. All right. Who do you want to talk about next? Well, you're going to try to get back your uh, Philly fan yeah. Twitter follow that lost yeah. us yeah. with uh, Jorge Alfaro. So we're going we're gonna to actually sit here and recommend the player that Real Moto is traded for in Jorge Alfaro. I love him. It's painful. I love him. Unlike Carson Kelly, this guy comes in with high pedigree. High pedigree. The thing about this guy that, that made him a top prospect is his his pop time and his velocity to second base like he's he's the best like he's incredible at throwing out base runners not gonna be taken out for a pitcher pitcher later no it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen um the the problem with him is that year over year since his since his rookie year he's increased the swing miss It, it keeps getting worse okay i think that if he can stay at the 150 strikeouts which isn't you know, I, I mean, no for, one cares anymore. for me and you, like, I, I mean, I think I've struck out maybe 30 times in my entire life, 150 in a year. I would, I would just like jump off the bridge, but 150 strikeouts, like you just said in today's day and age, it's acceptable. Like that's fine. If he goes up to 200, this is not a player I'm going to want, but, but still, if he could stay where he's at. Yeah. He still maintains a 260 average. Right. He has 18 home runs. He chill, even chips in a little stolen bases each year, like three to five every year. He's fast. Yeah. He's fast. Absolutely. He's actually has one of the uh, fastest sprint times on this. Yes. Team. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I believe it's I shocked. I, I, I believe it's uh home to second. He's one of the fastest. He's the fastest catcher. One of the fastest on the Marlins. And they are bringing in offenses in Miami yeah. too. So, Boom. so you go look at twenty-five home runs, maybe five to eight steals, two sixty. Yeah, I'll take that as the twelfth catcher off the board. Sold. Nice. Keep Chris Bryant and all those other guys while those jackasses take uh, JT Romilto. It's uh, all right. All right, Andy. I have nothing to say about the next guy. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with this guy. Oh, I, I know he's like 12 years God. old. This, this is your guy. boy. This is my boy. He's, he's gone nowhere. Boy. This this guy is top prospect. If you're a prospect guy, you're a baseball card guy. This guy's been on your radar since he was, what, 11 years old or yeah, something like that. Yeah, still talking about Francisco Mejia. He still turned 24. He's 24 this year. Mejia, he's a switch hitter. He's being taken 14th catcher overall. 234th ADP. He's free. His upside is huge. He has uh, power potential and bang average potential that he has not shown yet. I will still be a sucker and take him as my second catcher in two catcher leagues. Obviously, you're not going to take him in the first catcher league. 
but he's there. You got to keep an eye on him. I, I feel that he's going to turn it up to another level in a better lineup in San Diego. I just go away, Austin Hedges. Go away. I, I, I think that this is the way to <laughs> We're go. We're going to trim the hedges <laughs> of many small villages. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so on that, man, I got nothing else to say about that, but I'm Are, all in on him. Do, do you think that he has the upside to crack the top 12 catchers? Yes, yes. I, I've thought that for years, and you've hated me for it, but I still think so. I, I don't know. I, I still I, think so. I, Obviously, I, I'm going to take Alfaro before I take him, but there's a chance he could be the guy. Well, that that that's the trade-off. If you're going to let the guy, if you're going to let the second catcher position slide, right, and, and you're going to take somebody like this, or or may, maybe somebody you take in your bench rounds as well as a third catcher, right? It, yeah, because they actually play him in different positions too. Right, right. He might gain some eligibility, maybe a third base. He they're working him out third base, and possibly outfield, but I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, he's not going to play third base. With Machado and Tatis on that side of the field, Boom. but before that, yeah, yeah, we are in love. Uh, yeah, we're in love with the Padres. Yeah. I think I actually went there to a game. Well, you've never been on the West Coast. No, I've I actually ne- went I've to never, a game. I've never left the in time San Diego. Zone. I freaking loved it. It was amazing. I got seats like fifth row from uh, on third base line, and I paid 120. And my wife's like, "Oh, that's not bad. 120 per ticket." I'm like, "No, 120 for all five of them." And we we're sitting oh in the fifth God. row. Well, yeah, but who, like, who was on the mound that day? Drew oh, Pomerantz. That doesn't matter. It's a beautiful. Stadium. Hey, I took down a GPP with Drew Pomerantz a couple of years ago on fantasy aces. Wow. So anybody that plays on fantasy aces is old school. <laughs> so. All right, baby. Uh, that's gonna wrap us up for today. This. Has been a been a ride. Love it. Um, what we need you to do, as you're helping us out, build the stack attack squad. We're stronger in numbers. Do us a favor. Give us that follow. Right now we're on Podbean. We're gonna we're gonna expand that. You're gonna see some iTunes coming up very very soon. We're already working on that. All right. If you have any questions in the meantime, or if maybe you have something that you want us to talk about, you have a topic that you'd like to see covered. You know, we're we're trying to. We're trying to record eh, twice a week, maybe once, depending on our work schedules or whatever. Yet we still have jobs. That's where you come in. That's where building the stack attack squad comes in. I hope my boss is not listening right now. <laughs> but we need you to hit us up on Twitter if you got questions. Maybe there's a player that you want us to talk about. Okay, our next pod we're going to do. We're going to talk about the infielders next, right? So yep. hit us up at jtrella twenty at amac. 22NJ. And by the Ooh. way, we're on the clock on ADP. Ooh, we Real on quick, the clock. if you want to grab a... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Stop everything. We're not signing off yet. Let's take a look at this. So we're, we're on the clock in the 31st round. 364th overall. 364th overall. And who are we going to select, Andy? Well, the top player on the board right now is Jesse Winker. I no. think not. No, no. Right. Let, Another let one is, uh, don't you know Cano? No, we no. don't know. No. Okay, and then there's this guy, Nate Pearson. I know Jeff will throw my phone across the wall. No. So you, if, if you push Pearson, I'm 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 out. Peace. I, I'm so, not giving you the twenty five dollars. So, my so who's the guy we've been talking about? Kyle Lewis. Yeah. Starts, Kyle Lewis. Starting left field. I think that's the route we're gonna go. Yep. This yeah. team, we are elite in in batting average because we started with Trout, Altuve, and JD Martinez. So we have elite batting average. So if this guy plays every day, we don't need that batting average that we talked about last time. You might get the swing and miss in the 220-230. It might happen. But there might be some home runs if he doesn't turn into Mackie Sasser, right? <laughs> Absolutely. 
So I think we're good with that. We're going to take him and we're going to move on. Push the button. All right. It's done. We did that. Andy, you got anything intelligent to say as we sign out? I usually don't. Never do. Never do. Never do. Trevor, take us out. Peace. Peace.